Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Linda Gross. I am all in and excited to tell you about today's show. We're going to be talking about divorce, what to expect before, during, and after. Before we get into that, I just wanted to uh, bring you up to speed in case you missed last week's show. We were talking about Unbreakable, the journey between from cult to personal power. So my guest from last week, um, he was actually born into a cult, um, and he rose from that, exited the cult, and then became a motivational speaker. Now, you might seem to think, well, what has this got to do with me? You know, I don't really need to be a motivational speaker. But yes, you do. There's a lot to learn from his experience And guess what? We need communication in our everyday life. So whether you're doing it professionally, like Manny Wolf, like our guest was from last week, or not, you still have to get through to your kids, you still have to get through to your boss, you still have to get through to the coworkers, and you still have to get through to that annoying neighbor next door who is bugging you. So have a listen to last week's show. Um, We talked about how he went from being hopeless homeless and nearly dead to the powerhouse that he is today so tune into that show easy to find Um, if you haven't done so already download my mobile app which is available on itunes as well as the google play store Um, you can listen to this show and any and all of the archive shows on demand and if you haven't done so already uh, with the mobile app you can also listen on soundcloud and tune in Okay, so get that done. Also, if you uh, download the app, you can listen live, and you can even call the show with one-touch dialing. So uh, if, you, if you haven't done that already, our call-in number is 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. All right, so let's turn our focus now to today's topic, divorce. What to expect before, during, and after. Are you going through a divorce? Did you know that divorce is second only to death of a spouse, which takes the top honor out of like 100 different categories in your stress level? By the way, I posted this stress level chart on my Facebook fan page for you to look at. It's number two out of about 100 different topics. So it's horrible. Unfortunately, half of the population does go through a divorce. So that's why you might want to pull up a chair and listen in. Or if you're driving, uh, turn on the radio a little bit higher and listen to today's guest. Uh, We're joined today with my guest, Joe Jones, and he is with the Facebook uh, page, The Men's Advocate East. So he has no affiliation with my company, but he has a similar name as mine, which is how I found him, actually. And uh, I'd like you to join him on his page as well, because he has a lot that he brings to the table. So Joe is going to go through divorce steps um, and what to expect expect and he's going to tell you his trials and tribulations and what made him successful in the in this divorce process welcome joe to our show thanks for coming on hi linda how are you today awesome thank you all right so tell us a little bit about your family background um you know what led to the divorce in your case and who filed and how did you handle it okay Well, I was married for 16 years, which we had three children within that marriage. And then towards the last three years of the marriage, it started falling apart. I knew there was something wrong. And the ex-wife actually tried to have me removed from the home through the court process, which I was able to beat in court. And I kind of did everything I could to stay with the kids. It was they were the pri- priority at that point. Yes, <clears throat> that is that is such yeah. an intelligent thing to say. Let's stress that to our audience that 
a lot of times when the husband moves out, you sort of lose a great deal of power by doing so. So if there's a way that you can stay in the house, tell us what, what that meant to you. How did you get that accomplished by staying in the house? Because I know you were at, like you say, you were at odds for the last three years. So how did you make that happen? Well, it was pretty difficult. I basically operated on the level of just going to work, making sure bills were paid, and trying to avoid confrontation at all costs. Um, but the main thing is I knew I would hand her all of the leverage if I left the home. And that's a mistake a lot of men make when they're faced with uh, protection orders or any, depending on which state you're in, it could be named something else. But the best thing for you to do is if you're doing what you're supposed to do as a parent and a husband, Go to court. Explain your side to the judge. You just might be surprised at the outcome. It's a very, very uh, intelligent thing to do. I know a lot of times when guys are done, not only with the divorce topic, but with any topic, when they're done with somebody, they are done. They are out of here. You know, they let the door slam behind them on their way out. So it's very important to keep your wits about you and to know that's not what's in the best best interest of yourself. And it's certainly not in the best interest of the kids. Yes, you might be at odds with the wife, but you know what? You got to shelve that you gotta you gotta put that on a high shelf and forget about it so how did you do that in your case did you were you able to move to a different room or a different part of the house yeah i i stayed created some physical distance yes i worked night shift at the time and i pretty much stayed in the bedroom to myself and just participated um with the children doing things with them and just trying to avoid confrontation as much as possible with her and then, like I said, I knew it was best not to walk away from the home, not to allow myself to be put out unless it was court ordered. Now, she did try to file papers to get you put out of the home. So how did you deal with that? How did you fight that? Well, what I did is I sat down and I started taking notes of everything. I started keeping record of all my expenditures. She was a stay-at-home mom. Um she wouldn't seek employment, even though I mentioned it to her a few times that she needed to participate in the income of the home. But uh, I just gathered my evidence, and every single thing I bought, everything I did, I kept the receipt of it. I kept my notes, and I took it to the judge, and I told the judge exactly what I had in hand and showed him that I was providing a home for my children, and I was doing the best I could. This is a tip that I hear again and again from successful men is, first of all, I know it's so hard because you get emotionally involved in everything, don't engage. I mean, if she escalates and she's throwing dishes and having fights, don't engage. And instead of doing that, keep really good records. Um, if you have, you know, receipts or written documentation or email documentation, anything that you can do to uh, shore up your side of the story, um, it definitely helps when you go into court. Uh, the judges and the courts, they don't like hearsay. So if you have proof to this happened or that happened or here's the evidence, they like that. They like that black and white, that tangible thing that they can, you know, see and look at and, and uh, listen to your story. Yes. And what's one of the devices we always have at hand? It's a cell phone. You always yeah. have a cell phone in hand. You have a video camera. You sure. Can, you know, record voice, record video. There's all kinds of ways you can protect yourself if you're doing what's right. Right. You might want to check with your attorney on that because oftentimes um, it's not admissible in court unless you let the other person know. But so what? I mean, you, you know, you're at emotional odds with this person. If you are going to pick up the camera, just say, I'm recording you. You know, as long as you give notice, I think they can use it in court. But again, I'm not an attorney. Please check with your attorney on that. But um I think if you disclose, you'll you'll be in good shape. So, what what means did you use to fight her kicking you out of the house? Well, I just appeared at the uh, 
protection order hearings. I told the judge my side of the story. And again, like I said, I presented receipts. I presented uh, notes that I had taken and explained to the judge her behavior and what I thought her motive was. That oh, okay. it was her intent to get me out of the home for other reasons and not to protect the children or her because they weren't at risk. She didn't have proof of what she was claiming. Um, the police had not been to my home for any domestic dispute or anything like that. So she basically had no evidence to support her claim. And I had plenty of evidence showing that I was supporting the home solely by myself. That's a very interesting thought as well because, you know, a lot of times the wife is blaming the husband. You've done this activity, you know, poorly or bad and you're you're wrong here and you're wrong there. So to kind of flip the tables on her, you kind of went down the path of, well, what's her motive? That's, that's a very smart thing to do. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And, and especially if you have backup evidence to substantiate what you are alleging. I, I, I think that's a great way to handle that. Definitely. Very good. If you have just joined us, you're you're uh, tuned in to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are on with my guest today, Joe Jones of the Men's Advocate East. You can find his page on Facebook as well. Um, he also has a website uh, that, that I will post on my Facebook fan page, as well as he does consulting. So you can find him at praxi.com um, forward slash the men's advocate. There's a little bit more to the, uh, the, the web link there. So I'll put all that on my Facebook fan page so you'll have the exact link. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about, uh, let's talk about attorneys. Like, at what point do you pick an attorney? How do you pick an attorney? What are those steps? So we'll catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's the mensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are on with my uh, guest today, Joe Jones of the Men's Advocate East, and we're talking about divorce, what to expect before, during, and after. Join in on our conversation and ask a question um, or, or give us a comment uh, to Joe. Our phone number is 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. There is a, a stress test that's used in psychology, and the original researchers back in the day, they wanted to figure out what life crises would lend itself to your becoming ill and they uh, 
numbered these uh, different effects on the body uh, from a scale of one to a hundred. So, do you think that um, you know getting uh, fired from a job, you know, does does that affect your your health uh, situation? And um, you know, maybe a personal injury that gets fifty three points. Uh, fired from a job got forty seven points. Retirement. 45 points um, leaving a child at home the stress of uh, you know knowing that that child is home alone only got 29 points change in responsibilities at work 29 points but guess what here we go zooming up to the top of the chart in the number three position is marital separation got a whopping 65 points and divorce Yep, got 73 points out of 100. The only thing that came in ahead of divorce was the death of a spouse, which got the full 100 points. So don't make yourself sick <clears throat> over these proceedings. Uh, let's dive into the next topic. Uh, Joe, tell us a little bit about filing, who filed first, why did you decide to file, and how did that process go? Okay. Well, I filed first, and the circumstances pretty much called for it at the point. My ex-wife basically finally gave up and abandoned my son and I, mm-hmm. and she took two of my children out of state. But what I did is the first thing I did is I looked online, and I started researching attorneys and went to an attorney that I thought would do the job well for me and called him up and then went into the office and sat down with him and started discussing the divorce and filing for custody. And is there a right time to file or a wrong time to file, or today is just as good as any? No. I mean, this was basically strategic. Um, Being that I had already been in family court with protection orders, and I'd won each time I went in there, I was just basically biding my time waiting to see what was going to happen next while at the same time trying to still maintain as much of a peaceful life as I could. Yeah. But then I waited. Once she did finally leave, I said, that's it. That's the opportunity for me to come out of the marriage, fight for custody and divorce and try to walk away with the best standing as possible. Now, what ducks did you have to have in a row before you did the filing? Well, you can file divorce immediately at any time, but you have to be prepared to prepare your bank statements, your finances. You have to show proof of employment. You have to show what you have in 401k, what you have in savings, what assets you have. And you've got to be prepared that you might lose those, that, mm-hmm. or you might lose a portion of that. You have to be prepared to make that sacrifice. Okay, so you have to get your financial paperwork in order, so to speak. So if you don't, you know, if you haven't gotten your 401k, maybe it's been from last quarter or last year or whatever, you better get that together. You better, like, go talk to HR and get, get the new updated version. Yeah, you should have to start gathering all financial records and statements. You have to basically open up everything in your life and take it to an attorney, so put it on display for them. Right. So if you have a, say, for example, if you have a pink slip to the car, but that pink slip is at the bank, you know, it's at the safe deposit box, I guess you better make a visit to the bank and make a copy of that. So uh, you're, you're saying get ready paperwork-wise with regard to your financial portfolio. Now, how do you how do you mentally prepare for what's about to happen? Because it's a big undertaking. There's a lot going on in your mind. Well, the situation that I've been through, like I said, again, with the protection orders and stuff, I'd already been suffering for a long time, and I'm at a loss. And like I said, it's you feel like it's you're the loneliest person in the world, like no one else knows your situation. But yet, I constantly now hear lots of stories of guys going through this, and they're not alone, that a mm-hmm. lot of guys are suffering through this. And that's why I started my advocacy. But anyway, 
I basically knew that once she left, like I said, this was the only opportunity I had to get out of divorce or get out of marriage with the best standing. And I knew it was time. I, I, I just couldn't tolerate it anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then on an emotional ba- basis, you know, there are dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of Facebook fan pages or maybe support groups, maybe an in-person support group that's near your neighborhood or whatever. Maybe the uh, community rec center has such a group. Uh, you know, I think that the one thing that guys beat themselves up on is they think that they're alone and they're the only ones suffering through all this. And I think there is uh, support in numbers. I would say, you know, get with a group and, and uh, you know, what he may have learned in his proceedings, maybe it could benefit you and vice versa. It's nice to always help your fellow man out. And I think that camaraderie really camaraderie really helps the person calm down and feel like other people have their back yes and and again that's the thing with me I felt like I was the only person in the world going through it and I think a lot of men that do go through it or are ashamed of it like we carry some shame we don't really like to share it we don't enjoy sharing I know I definitely don't like enjoying some of the things that i have had to deal with and it brings back bad memories but at the same time I don't want to see other guys suffer and we need to start sharing this and that's kind of why I started my page as well is that whatever I can do to help somebody that is doing the right thing they are trying to take care of their kids they're trying to maximize their time with their kids to give them the best that they can they need to have as much information as possible to go in the courtroom prepared Yes, that's very valuable information, and that's what your your site and your coaching is about, is that you can take a guy from ground level one and take him through the various steps to get the job done, so to speak. So no matter what stage of the game he's in, if he's hit a brick wall, you can sort of walk him through it to say, okay, here's what you need to be doing next, or here's some resources that you need to look into, and um, tell, tell, us, tell the audience how your coaching fits into what you're saying well I can basically just give examples to people and try to get them to understand like when you get served with a protection order or some other nonsense you really need to know what your rights are what you're entitled to do what where you stand and what you what action you need to take I want to help guys take the right path and then also you don't want to just pick an attorney out of the blue. I hear horror stories from people about attorneys. And you need to remember, your attorney works for you. You can fire them. If they're not doing the job properly for you or not getting the results you want, you need to make your concerns heard with your attorney and let them know what you expect from them. So how do you make attorneys accountable? Because a lot of times, you know, they're happy to take your money and they're happy to give you all these promises, but if they're not delivering uh, in a timely manner, how do you make that, that, how do you get that point across? Well, you just communicate it to them directly. You say, you know, um, this, this is not the result I want, and I need to know why you haven't gotten these results for me. And if your attorney's good... A lot of the times, he's going to be calling you before you call him. Yeah. He's going to be communicating with the judge. He's going to be communicating with the spouse's attorney. They're going to be having conference calls. And I can guarantee you there's a lot of conversation going on there. And if he is worth his salt, he is going to be communicating that back to you. So did you pick an attorney randomly or did you go on referral or tell us a little bit about that process I personally just started looking online and tried to find one that was rated highly and I went from there and I just talked to the man and I was pretty much impressed with his credentials and he came through he did an excellent job for him and I was very fortunate for and what areas on the web, 
you know, do they rate attorneys? Like, what what are some of the resources that that the listener can go to? Well, we have where I am locally. I think we had a local um, business page that referred attorneys. Um, I know there's legal Zoom out there today. I'm not sure how much they handle family law, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody wanted to know, I can always research it for them and, and get back with them on what attorneys uh, to look for in the area or what sites to look for them on. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if, um, you know, the person would, would would want to go to Yelp or something like that, which no. usually does rate attorneys. I mean, usually does rate businesses. I don't know if you would want to use something like that for an attorney. Probably not. Um I've gone to a few legal sites for other matters, and it just seems so hit and miss. It seems like, you know, there there should be hundreds of ratings, and there's not. You know, there's like one or two ratings, and it's not enough to make a decision on this particular professional person. So that's why I was wondering, you know, how you came about uh, finding your attorney. Well, it was basically online search and to see... What attorneys had experience in family law? You want to get an attorney that's experienced in family law, how long they've been in it. Um, if there is any statistics or numbers available online as far as, you know, how well they do or how many cases they win versus how many they lose. Uh, that's basically what I did. I just started looking for their, their, their record to see who, how well they would be referred by other people. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. We'll look for that. Um, and is there a gender issue? I mean, w- would you recommend or, or not recommend an attorney of one gender versus another, or it doesn't matter? Well, I had a male attorney. I don't think that I don't think that male or female would make a difference. Um, but just my personal experience, I only had a male attorney. Gotcha. Uh, I think we have a caller on the line. Caller, please state your name and what city you're calling from. Hi, my name is uh, Sherwin. I called before. I'm from Las Vegas. This hey, Sherwin, really and welcome to the show again. Thanks so much for calling. How are you? Okay. I'm doing well, thank you. Hope you're doing well. Absolutely. Do you have a question or comment for our guest, Joe? Well, I do, and I want to see his uh, take on this story, because I went through this as a child. Uh, You know, my dad and my mom divorced after a death of a child, and my mom left to Germany. But one reason why my dad was able to uh, protect his assets, and the family on my mom's side still talks trash, saying, oh, what a controlling megalomaniac. Well, he signed a pre- and post-nuptial agreement, so she wasn't able to get much of the assets, and she was going to Germany anyway. And uh, there's this nice Russian-Persian uh, girl in Canada who I say I'm a military veteran, planning on going to Las Vegas Metro Police, and we're talking about it. But I told her, I said, one of the stipulations is you better be willing to sign a pre- and post-nuptial agreement. I don't care about any of your cultural, political, or anything like that. But none of it, but no prenup, no marriage, and my theory is, and if she's not willing to sign that, then fortunately I think she is, then you know, she's obviously clearly just after your money. So, I mean, do you think it's a wise idea to not only sign a prenuptial, but a pre- and a postnuptial? Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up for heartache and disaster and having half of your assets taken care of and an alimony, and like the previous caller said, your 401k, your benefits, all that. I mean, there's really no advantage for the guy, but at least you can protect yourself and minimize your losses as much as possible. That's kind of all I got, but I wanted to get your uh, uh, caller, Joe, his uh, take on that and what does he think and does he think that's the right move to make? I mean, so I'm looking forward to What do you think, Joe? What's your take on prenups? Is is it Sherman? Sherman, sir. Oh, hello, Sherman. Yes, yes I couldn't agree more. I wouldn't get remarried again without an agreement. Okay. Well, fortunately, I haven't been married yet, but I also heard that, well, prenuptial is to protect your assets before marriage, and then postnuptial is after, and you might want to maybe 
every year we knew that? I mean, wouldn't that be the way sure. to go? Okay. I absolutely agree with you. I, I I believe until the court system, in my case is a very rare case where I came out in my situation. But the majority of the time, the men always lose. And until the law is fair, we have to do that to make it stay fair. Absolutely. And especially with, uh, you know, no fault state laws like if they're in California and there's a two thirds divorce rate for a reason. I know this guy's 18 to 35 in my age bracket are pulling off marriage, but I guess the best thing you can do, like you said, until the laws change is protect yourself. I mean, you're not being selfish or anything like that. You're just protecting your assets. And it's good for her because she can also protect her assets as well. So it's a two-sided street. It's not all about you. It's about protecting her stuff as well. So I wanted to get your touch. Okay, I would like to add, though, that you probably should consult an, an attorney in this department, and the reason yeah. why is because there's a lot of ways to do a prenup wrong. In mm-hmm. other words, you don't want to go through this whole process and then it doesn't hold up in court. So uh, one of the things you have to do is you have to have an attorney and she has to have having independent counsel as well. You can't be using the same attorney to draft one document. And the reason for that that is because the attorney is going to be biased to one right. party versus another. Exactly. There are, are a whole host of other rules, too, that you want to adhere to, probably about 10 different rules. And if you haven't tick marked all 10 of them your attorney mm-hmm. i mean your prenup may be shot down in court and it may That's be true. inadmissible yeah. so sherwin That's don't true. go through all that without ticking through all the requirements of a prenup That's and how true. to make it stick because you want it to be viable at the end of the day you know heaven forbid that the marriage right. does dissolve that you've got a good leg to stand on and the and the yeah. document's actually going to hold up and also, I believe that uh, every marriage law and every prenup, every state varies. So make sure, and especially when you're dealing with an international situation where she might be from Canada, or that you want to make sure that she understands and she has her attorney and all that, so they don't. Oh, he was trying to take advantage or this and that. So just protect yourself and make sure you do all your homework before that. I suppose. Absolutely. Um, I do have a chapter in my book, and I wrote this chapter. By the way, my book is called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. You can find my book on Amazon, both in the ebook version as well as paperback. But anyway, the, the chapter is called, Are You Headed for Divorce Court? And mm-hmm. the reason why I wrote this chapter is because I think it's way too easy to get married. They don't mm-hmm. ask you enough questions. I mean, goodness knows you have to jump through more hoops getting a driver's license, a state driver's license, than you do getting a state marriage license. So <laughs> I think if you discuss those eight areas of divorce yep. before you pop the question, mm-hmm. and if you're not on the same page with those eight areas on how you're going to handle it and what the possible outcomes that you see, if you're not on the same page, don't pop the question. If you're not on the same page. You need to work these things out before uh, you get get to divorce. By the time you get to divorce court, it's almost too late to discuss mm-hmm. all that. So if you know what those eight areas are, boy, you're you're uh, going to be styling because you're well ahead of the game. So check out that chapter. Okay, definitely. I remember I have to refresh the book. It's been a while since I read it. So that's it. And you said jumping to hoop is easy to get a marriage license, especially here in Nevada. So... Yeah. Gotta be careful. Uh, yeah, you could do it. You could do a drive-through, right, in Nevada. Yeah, it's really yeah, easy. It's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I think I think uh, marriage and divorce should be the other way around. It should, yes. All the divorce <laughs> particulars should be um, already laid out before you even walk down the aisle. And then, you know, goodness knows if it turns out that you guys need to dissolve, there's already a list in place as, as to how you're going to handle the kids, how you're going to handle the asset. If you need to split up the business, how is that going to work out? If you need to uh, dissolve the house, who's keeping the house or are you selling the house like all these things you guys need to discuss all that 
before you go down the aisle, it's so very important um, to have that communication level be on the same page before you walk down the aisle. I know it sounds very businesslike and it's unromantic. Um, of course, you probably can't have this conversation all in one day. If you if you're dating her for up to a year, let's say, before you pop the question, you just gently weave in some of these questions here and there, so it kind of looks like you know it's very subtle and a little bit disjointed. And and uh, but I think at the end of the day, you need to protect yourself because it is kind of like a business arrangement. It's much like um, Joe, if you and I were to go into the dry cleaning business or whatever, you and I would want to have uh, an agreement in place before we opened our doors, and you have to kind of look at it the same way. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to almost approach it in a business-like manner as far as marriage goes because it deals with finances. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, you know, that's the downside of things. But the good side of things, you might, you know, really like your, your potential fiance. You might think, wow, that's a really good answer. I'm so glad I asked that question. And you might fall in love with her more because of the way she answers some of these questions. So I would think if it's the right person, it actually would bring you closer together. Yes, it, it can. And it can also make sure that your goals in life or line like where do you want to live when you get older uh what is your goal in life what do you want to do what kind of hobbies and interests do you have do all those things align or are you even compatible exactly Yes. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are on with my guest today, Joe Jones. And if you uh, look up his Facebook fan page, the Men's Advocate East, you will be able to find him. He provides coaching not only on the divorce topic, but on custody issues. Um, you know, his his situation, uh, he was tried to, they were trying to make an alienating a parent out of him but they didn't succeed so he's got some good tips on how to keep custody of the kids uh, he's just chock full of information um, he knows about protection orders he's gone through that and he's successfully fought through those issues so um, you can uh, contact him on the Facebook fan page and he'll give you uh, further information on how to contact him for consulting. So when we come back from the break, uh, let's talk about the aftermath of a divorce after you filed. How does it affect you? How does it affect the kids? How are you supposed to keep all the balls in the air and keep your sanity and wits about you? We'll talk to you right back after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hey guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. 
Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about divorce, what to expect before, during, and after. Um, If you happen to like our show, show your love. Listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, download my app, and buy my book. All of these things and support our guests, by the way. All of these ways are great ways to show um, your love and care for the show. Okay, so now that we're back, let's talk about uh, you have filed. Oh, let me just say one other quick thing with regard to the prenups. A lot of people are just starting off in brand new in their married life. Maybe they're in their mid-20s or what have you. And they say, Linda, you know, we don't have too many assets, so why do I need to hassle with a prenup? You still need to do that because, you know what? You have to look at your future and make sure that you're on the same page 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Maybe you don't have a house. Maybe you don't have assets now, but they can write in. The attorneys can write in, you know, if you get the following assets, here's how we're dealing with certain things. So um, it's for everybody. It's not just for the couples who have means. All right? Makes sense? So just do it, and the attorneys will advise you what should be in that document or not in that document. Anyway, let's uh, turn our attention to, uh, we've just filed the papers, Joe. How do you deal with the ongoing divorce? Um, I don't know how it is in your state, but in California, there's a minimum six months uh, waiting rule. Um, And then, you know, a lot of cases, depending on how complicated they are, Uh, If there's kids involved, if there's finances involved, if there's assets involved, like a business or a house or cars or whatever, um, you know, all of that takes time to either dissolve or put in separate names or what have you. So the cases could run anywhere from six months to five years or more, depending on how complicated the case is. So how do you keep your wits about you during that interim time after the filing? Oh, gosh, I'd tell you, we don't have a limit it's, or minimum amount of time here, but it did take a year for my divorce to finally be final from the time I filed till the time it was actually stamped and finalized with the courts. It took a year. And okay. It was the toughest year ever. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, all I could do really was continue to work continue to talk with my attorney on a regular basis and to see where we were. And at times it seemed like no progress is being made. But in time, things do come, and all you can do is continue to work, continue to take care of your responsibilities, your children, if you have the custody, which I had custody of my children basically a month after my ex-wife left. So... I had to take care of these three kids while I'm still trying to get divorced. So I was really preoccupied a lot. Yeah. And how do you keep a lid on the children's uh, emotional issues? I, I know for my kid, boy, that lasted a good seven to ten years. She just would not let that go. Like, why are you guys divorcing? And when is daddy coming back? And, you know, why can't you guys work this out? And it lasted a long time. I don't know how it was in your case, but, you know, <laughs> the the kids will wear you out. You know, they, they, they don't want to have mom and dad be split apart. Well, one of the good things about it, is my ex-wife was the source of hostility and tension in the home. So once she was gone, that all that eased and was off of us. But at the same time, we were missing an integral part of the family, it felt like. And it was just it was almost like an empty home at times. But at the same time, we had peace, we had quiet, and we, my children and I, we just started functioning 
and basically a routine where we took care of things together and everything. But as far as the emotions with the children, I know yeah. my son and my older daughter, it didn't seem to bother them as much. I know it bothered them to a certain amount, but my youngest was eight years old. And I can remember like her first week back home and I can still see the look on her face. She was eating dinner at the table, and she just looked at me, and she said, Dad, why did this have to happen? And that was, like, the most heartbreaking moment I can remember from all of Right. It was a difficult process to deal with that and try to explain to them as best as possible while withholding a lot of my anger and, you know, just frustration with their mother. Right. I guess a lot of it has to do with the uh, age of the child as well. My my daughter was about the same age as your youngest when she first heard the news. So, yeah, I think maybe if the child was like in their mid-teens or, or something, they might have reacted in a different manner. And it depends on, you know, you had a lot of stress from the ex-wife and all that stress kind of went away in the household. So that that's a good plus, too, is you can just fixate on a routine because now that, that large stress is gone from the room. Yeah, exactly. There's nobody there anymore that's got a motive that's trying to find a way to bring you down or throw a wrench in your gears. You can just go day-to-day, operating through your day, getting things done, simple household chores like laundry, cooking dinner, cleaning the house. We just figured out who's going to do what, when they're going to do it. We just operate through our day and just get through the week. Nice. Yeah, routines are good. It it makes uh, kids feel, you know, safe and and protected, and they like that that certainty that, you know, the following routine is going to happen. This is the way we always do it, and that gives them comfort. Yes, they actually had peace in their life by that time. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. So in hindsight, how would you say, is there a way to prevent separation? Is there a way to prevent divorce? Uh, Could things have been handled any differently? Well... It goes back to the whole discussing prenups. I mean, when I got married, when I had my first child, I was 21, 22. Mm -hmm. I was just raised that you get married, you have kids, you work hard all your life, and you die. Mm -hmm. But we're starting to get a whole generation of women now that are doing things like this where they're trying to manipulate the legal system. They're trying to manipulate the law to work in their favor. The government basically encourages this behavior anymore. And now you have to, to prevent a separation, to prevent a divorce, you have to go in knowing you're compatible with the person. Both of you are willing to agree what assets will be protected, what they expect, and what you expect. Everything has to be laid out before the marriage. If you do that beforehand, it could save you tons of grief down the road yep it's the big old communication factor that i keep talking about um and i think as a guy you have to know that the court system unfortunately in today's world is biased so you have to know in advance what those biases are so when you go into court or when you talk to your attorney you're well armed with what possibly could happen you've got a backup plan b and a backup plan c because you know this this rottenness is going on um you know there's a lot of you know the the unfortunately a lot of the uh, ex-spouses they might say oh there was abuse you know there was alcohol abuse or drug abuse or um maybe there was battery you know he hit my child or he hit me or whatever and, uh, you know, all, whether these allegations are true or not, you have to be armed with, gee, what am I going to do now if this allegation comes out? How am I going to protect myself over something that didn't even happen? Absolutely. And that's what I had to be prepared the first time I went up in front of a judge with a protection order. I mean, I was scared to death and they put my whole life out there in the public, which yes. is fine. 
I had to do it. I had to accept that. But it was going to take her getting that judge to say, yeah, you have to leave the home for me to do that. I was not going to leave my children. Right. And I also think it's it's uh, beneficial for the guy because there's so many plates up in the air that are going on during a divorce. Keep yourselves running well. Keep yourselves well-oiled, so to speak. In other words, eat right, get plenty of sleep, you know, go to bed at the same time, don't be staying up all night, and just really make it a strong effort to cut down on the alcohol and drugs. Um, you need every uh, piston firing, as they, as they say, don't you think? Absolutely. Do not fall off the wagon. If you're doing the right thing, you can do things like contact me, you can put keep your receipts from everywhere you go, everything you buy, everything you provide for your children. Show proof you're doing the right thing. Don't fall off the wagon. Keep going the straight way, doing the right thing. Even when people were hitting you left and right with protection orders or any kind of nonsense, just continue to do the right thing, and chances are you may be surprised from the outcome. Absolutely. Keep good records because the records will make you strong. It'll make you confident when you do go in, into court that you have the backup uh, evidence. And uh, that, that really does help a lot is to keep, uh, keep yourself strong, mentally strong. You only have to deal with it for X amount of time. Just realize there's an end date to this. And uh, I guess, you know, the court system has a, has a way of wearing you down and you've got to get past all that. All right, so any uh, closing words for our audience? Joe, you have about uh, 15 seconds here. Um, tell them what you're about and how they can, uh, you know, pursue, uh, pursue this further. Well, what I'm about is trying to help men and advise them in picking attorneys, dealing with protection orders and divorce, trying to keep guys on a stable footing and helping them maintain um, the best position possible going into the family court. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. Uh, welcome back every week, every Wednesday, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you next week on the Men's Advocate Show. 